Welcome, everyone. It's the USL Show, Western Preview, Episode 4. I am Kevin McCamish, and with me, uh, to help me moderate this, is going to be Evan, uh, who usually works on the Eastern Previews and along, you know, with the USL Show along with me. Um, tonight, we've got Carson Merck of Switching Play Soccer and Dynamo Theory, um, as well as Matthew Rafferty of the Battleborn Brigade, right? Yep. Yes. Excellent. All right. Uh, they will help us review uh, preview uh, Rio Grande Valley and Reno uh, heading into the 2018 season. Um, so first off, just some uh, USL news. I don't know if we've mentioned it on previous shows. It looks like FC Tucson uh, is the second official team to join the USL Division Three going pro. Um, I've been down there twice now for Timbers preseason. Uh, they've got a really great stadium. I like the area, so it's exciting there. Um, looks like the notes say strange twist Phoenix Rising 2 team uh, perhaps if they're going to be more associated with Phoenix and maybe become that, that 2 team that would be interesting I don't know if that it seems more like there would be more of a rivalry between Phoenix and Tucson but I'm not from Arizona so I guess I don't really know <laughs> um, if you haven't heard the interview that our own Phil Grooms had with Jake Edwards from uh, from the USL Go and listen to that on our show, theuslshow.com. Go find that episode. One of our most recent ones, right, Evan? Uh, yes, yeah, so it's not the uh, Eastern Conference preview I did with uh, um, Chuck from for North Carolina, but it's the one right before that. Um, and like you said, yeah. definitely worth a listen. Um, if only because I didn't know that Jake Edwards is British, and now I do. So, um, you know, happy accidents and pleasant surprises all around there. <laughs> I think there's never been a bigger disparity in hair between the interviewer and the interviewee. Yeah. Because as as we all know, and those who have been lucky enough to see him, Phil has a uh, luscious head of hair, I guess we could say. And, and Jake Edwards, um, his hair has seen better days. And honestly, I think that even comes through on, on the audio in the interview. You can tell. You go, you know what, Phil? You can Phil, hear the bulb. Sounds like you can hear the baldness, yes. Yeah, you're like Phil. Just sounds like he has a lot of hair. Does he have a lot of hair? Yeah. He, he, he talks. He talks with a lot of confidence because he has that hair. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Really, an A-type personality for sure. <laughs> um, let's see. Other news: We've got uh, the Carolina Challenge Cup. Carolina Challenge Cup is going to be aired on BN Sports nationally, so that's kind of cool. Uh, preseason tournament there to you can catch on TV if you happen to have TV and can watch BN Sports. I, I don't. I, I don't okay. have TV, right. so I can't watch it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these days, what, yeah, exactly, what's cable? It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, people trying to cut the cord, save money, stuff like that. So um, that's some of the news that's been going on around USL. Um, we'll get into it right now. Uh, we'll go with Carson first, uh, going over Rio Grande Valley. Um, so Carson, tell us about Rio Grande Valley, Toros, um, heading into 2018, um, looks like you guys maybe have done a stadium upgrade for a CONCACAF Champions League game. Yeah, I'm not sure the exact with the stadium upgrade. Uh, it was always one of the top ones that debuted last year, I would say. You know, my own opinion, one of the top stadiums in the league. Um, and then they got awarded the uh, CONCACAF game. There was, I think, some flooding maybe in a different area or something going on in a different area. They got it reassigned there. Um, so yeah, th- that's exciting outside of the Toros. Hopefully, the Toros are also exciting this year. 
Yeah, and you know, maybe maybe talk a little bit about that. You know, what was last year like for RGV? Um, and you know, then just a little bit maybe about your relationship with with the, not you personally, I suppose, but uh, the team's <laughs> relationship with the Houston Dynamo. It was, last year was definitely not nearly as fun as the year before. Uh, the year before was the um, debut year for the Toros, and they finished second in the West. They had some ridiculous win streak and shutout streak throughout the summer of 2016 and uh, lost a lot of the key players from that team to Houston. As you, as you alluded to, a nice little plug there. Um, they are a hybrid affiliate, so... Um, rather than being a non, being a two team, they are operated independently. But pretty much, if Houston says, "Hey, we like that guy, we want to sign him," you don't really have much of a choice. Um, so, not only did they lose a lot of their good players, they lost their very good manager, Dynamo, ironically, to the playoffs last season, and the Toros missed the playoffs last season. So, um, it was to me. They described it was, just, it was too much turnover from one season to the other. Um, lost a lot of your key guys um, in the midfield, in the attack. Um, he had a new stadium, which was nice. Um, talking to some of the players that played in 2016 that didn't play last year, they said if they had that big of a stadium, that beautiful stadium, they would have lost zero matches at home. So um, I would have liked to see that. They were very confident when they said that. Um it was just it was a lot of turnover, and then it was also a lack of identity. Um, with that 2016 team, tons of possession. They, to my knowledge, didn't lose possession any match during that season. Um, if they did, it wasn't by much. Uh, then last season, they would kind of try to play that possession style, but they didn't really have you know, the key players, Charlie Ward being one of them, so they would kind of try to be you know, counterattacking, and then also would just be a team that, you just knock the ball forward and, and close their eyes and hope for the best. So uh, a lot of turnover, a lot of, you know, questions as far as what are we actually trying to do? Um, not a ton of, you know, players that you looked at and were like, okay, they could play in Houston or they're an elite, you know, USL player. So um, it wasn't a lot of fun to, to sum it all up. Right on. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I'm, I'm cheating so, a little bit looking at the, at the transfer. Kev, did you, I'm sorry. Did you want to say something? Well, I accidentally had my microphone still on, on mute. All good. All good. I was going to say, since we're talking about turnover, um, and you were probably going to go into this, uh, tell us about tell, tell us about your players. Like, yeah. who who have you lost? Who's coming in? Who's returning? Um, kind of how explain more of the turnover, um, and then of the people that you know you're going to have going into 2018. Who are some of the two, three, four most exciting prospects? Um, or returning players that you are looking forward to and hope that can bring help bring success to Rio Grande uh, into the 2018 season. Yeah, as far as losses, um, thankfully, from last season to this season, not as much loss as 2016 to 2017, which is good, but it's also not that good because not a lot of the players, you know, interested the Dynamo except for Eric Bird. Um, they lost Ivan McGallis to Tampa Bay Rowdies. He was um, one of the more steady, I guess, center backs um, in the Western Conference. He's gone. Um, he was there for both seasons. Um, like I said, they lost Eric Bird uh, to the Dynamo. So um, they bring back um, a few players 
not again that were not you know hugely noteworthy, but that had some you know potential. Francisco Pungo is a young kid from Colombia. I think he's just 19 now. Um, he's one of those guys where you watch him and you can see physically, you know, he's he's super strong, he's fast. Um, you just like to see him, you know, take that next step, which there's going to be a, a player profile on him dropping him on Dynamo Theory, shameless plug. Um, you also have a couple of the young guys that have, you know, kind of bounced around. Todd Wharton is back. He tried to take that role of, you know, main distributor from Charlie Ward. Um, there's also a new coach. So, um there's some optimism. There's not, you know, those players where you're like, okay, we're, we're going to be set as long as we have A, B, and C. Kai Green's back. He's another pretty decent left back, pretty athletic. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see a lot of, as, as you know, Kev, with, you know, a direct affiliation up there, a lot of it's going to be based on, okay, what does Houston do? There's draft picks that are in flux. Are they going to sign with Houston? Are they going to go to RGV? Are they going to go elsewhere? So um, there's a lot of that now. So um, we'll see as far as who actually ends up going down to RGV. But at this point, there's like, I think, seven people or you know, ten people on the roster. So mm-hmm. not quite enough to field the team, but close enough. It's probably more than T2 has. I don't – T2 probably doesn't even really have a roster right now. But, yeah, I mean, you're right, like – Probably most a good a good portion of that roster is going to be coming from loans from Houston, and it's just kind of too early to know who's going to be coming down and, and, and who's what. Um, but it looks like you guys picked up a forward, uh, Jesus Enriquez, um, previously with Club Tijuana. Uh, tell us about that player. He kind of seems interesting. He's from Liga MX, but has he actually played in Liga MX, or is he like a reserve player or a youth player? I mean. Maybe some more details there. I don't know. How exciting is that? Unfortunately, it's closer to the latter. Um, he was <laughs> um, he played with the reserve side um, for uh, Tijuana, but he really is one player that has upside. Uh, he's throwing his highlights, which, again, another shameless plug through the profile with him yesterday. Um, he's another young player that um, he's really skilled on the ball. It looks like he's going to probably play out on the wing. Um, obviously, you know, if you have creative, you know, wingers that are able to, you know, get past fullbacks, anything is really possible. So uh, he's definitely one of the more exciting players. They also have Kyle Adams. Uh, he was with um, San Diego State, I believe, uh, for college. He's one of the top defenders. Um, he's actually from New Zealand, too. So I had uh, talked to him, and uh, fun fact, there's actually more I think it's sheep on the island and there is people. There was some ratio that was crazy, which I thought was relatively interesting, whether it's soccer related or not, you know, I'll let you be the judge. But uh, yeah, definitely there's a couple young players that are going to be interesting to see, you know, in their first legitimate shots, you know, as pros consistently, you know, how do they, how do they perform? There's like, I mean, speaking of New Zealand, New Zealand players, I, I feel like there's a lot of, influx of, of players in, and even coaches from New Zealand this season. I don't know why. I mean, I think Colorado Rapids head, co- head, head coach is from New Zealand, right? Yeah. And then so then there's Kyle Adams. I know that the Timbers have Bill Toiloma, uh, who will probably spend some time with T2 again. Uh, they picked him up. New York coach. Sacre Public. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of influx players and, and coaches, which I mean, I'm sure it's fantastic for their for their soccer program now. 
you know, get some players with and get some better experience, develop your team. That's that's what teams do with. Anyway, we're probably going on a sidetrack. Um, anything else you'd like to talk about Rio Grande Valley? No, that that pretty much covers it. As long as you know they're able to turn a couple of potential players into you know consistent performers, and then um, hopefully you know you see Houston loan some players down. What, what I don't like, and again, I'm sure anyone with a, with a you know two side can attest to it. It always sucks when you lose players to the first team, but that's why it's set up that way. What especially is kind of a how is a nuisance or an annoyance is when you lose a player to that first team and then that player sits on the bench mm. and doesn't get loaned back down, um, which happened with a lot of those guys last year. You know, they they sign away, you're happy, they're taking that next step, and then it's like, okay, we could be using them. They're just they're not even in the 18 for you. What's the deal? So um, hopefully just, you know, continued, you know, improvement in the relationship there. Yeah, Matt. Do you have uh, any any cross examination questions for for Carson and your uh, your friends over at Reno? Uh, no, he pretty much covered uh, his situation pretty well. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so what do you guys think? And I'll, I'll ask all three of you. Where do you guys think Rio Grande Valley might might end up at the end of the season? Because I know we did our we did our power rankings. Evan and, and the rest of us with the USL show did that, but but. Carson and Matt, where do you guys think Rio Grande Valley ends up at the end of the season? In the playoffs? Yeah, out of playoffs? I, and I tweeted you guys, what the hell is up with that? I cover two teams and both of them are well out of playoff contention. <laughs> well, I, I mean, uh, the question is to you, really. Like, where do you think your teams are going to end up? And if you want to mention where Las yeah. Vegas, where you think Las Vegas is going to end up, by all means, let us know because it would be interesting. <laughs> And then, and that definitely. So after I tweeted that, then I I kind of stepped back and said, "Is it a reflection of me? Like, am, am I a bad? Am I a bad person? Am I a bad, you know, writer?" Um, no, realistically, yes. you guys probably aren't that far Sorry, off. No. Um, yes to both, probably. Maybe. But the uh, um, with I would say Rio Grande Valley will probably have a better season than Vegas. Um, I was at that Vegas friendly um, against Montreal, which was as I think you guys mentioned in the podcast. Definitely, as far as an atmosphere, it was crazy. Um, goalkeeper, a lot of hijinks there. The attack was uh, booty, to say the least. Um, there was no organization. There was no real spark. So you guys are probably spot on with Vegas. I would say Rio Grande Valley, depending on you know player movement down from Houston, I would say they're probably going to be closer to a playoff team. But... Um, Guys probably aren't off, but I didn't. I didn't want to hear the truth. I knew the truth, but I didn't want to hear it from you guys. I'm glad we were able to get you into the acceptance part of your stages of grief, Carson. And and I like the kit, and I like the kit too. And I know that's Stop like it. the. the I, I'm a hundred percent. When I saw them, I was like, man, I really like those. And then no, after, I was like, man, no, I still like on. those. Oh, come on, okay, I'm a fan. Let- since we're gonna, since we're gonna get into this, let's get into this for a few minutes about the Las Vegas kids. I think we've, this might be the third time, third episode we're, we're talking about this, but it stops being it's it's well because they are terrible. They are well, I guess the word is they're a conversation starter. Uh, would be the nice way of putting it. Controversial might be a little bit closer, no, but um, or down, or Carson or, likes them and no one else does. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. I kind of like the outside of okay. them. Okay, all right. 
I kind I kind of do. I mean, I like yeah. the, the bright colors. I get. I mean, black as a home jersey in Vegas. I don't understand if it was white. And those colors might make more sense. There's other, it, like I've mentioned you guys before, if they had just done a bright color, like super bright blue, blue or bright pink, I really would have loved a pink kit in the in the league just because I like unique, more uniqueish colors. Colors aren't used very often. Um, even if they have, for, even if they had gone with like you know blind, eye blindingly neon yellow, that would have been something. Um, but the kits themselves, they're not too bad. However. The fact that there's a smiley face, a, a, literally an emoji printed on the underside of the shirt, so you lift the shirt over your face, that just kills the whole thing. The whole thing. You have literally failed the entire sport on a global scale by putting the stupid emoji on the underside of a kit. I don't understand. In, in that part, I agree 100%. I hate the emoji. Um, I actually didn't notice it at first, and then... Um, my buddy that I went up to with the jersey on the with, I was like, wait a second, is there, is there an emoji on the other side of that? He goes, yeah. He was liking it at first, and he's like, wow, yeah, never mind, that's actually really stupid. Um, I'm, I'm going to have like an actual, and it's not an actual emoji either. It's like a, you know, emoji depiction. Discount emoji. But Discount emoji. It's an emoji of an emoji. It's emoji inception. Um, yeah, no, I, mean, I know. Like, as far as I black kits go, it, it's not a big deal, I don't think, because all their games will be at eight. Uh, not a, not a deal for the players, but the people pre gaming in the summer in black kits, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Thanks for they'll, oh. they'll be hydrated with a lot of water. Sure. That's all they were drinking at yep. the tailgate. I promise. I'd imagine. There's water in tequila. I mean, the black kit. Yeah, there you go. The black kit's not bad if it was like an away kit, where you know, like different environments. It might not be as bad in, but for the home kit, it seems a little weird, but yeah. I definitely want to see, though, the first striker or midfielder or whoever scores the first goal and decides to actually make the choice, make the make the to decision. The, to get the yellow? To, to, well, do you get a yellow for just putting your shirt over your face? Was that an oh, excessive yeah. celebration? Yeah. yeah, I think so. So you would I even think, get a yellow for, for showing the emoji on the shirt? Like, that's, again, I don't understand. It's got to yeah, be like a two hundred fifty dollars cash bonus, know. right? Like they just give you like a a crisp wad of twenties or something, and they're like, "Thank you." Closet chips. Plus, well, yeah, just <laughs> casino chips. Then you just cash they, those out. They really, they really should. They really should have tied that into the bonus as well. Of uh, hey, here's a hundred if we win and score three goals, and also here's an extra fifty spot if you show off this emoji and get a yellow card. <laughs> But only, be a if only if it's like their that. fifth yellow. So on their on their day off on game day, they can just go to the casino and blow it. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, if somebody if we somebody win. gets a fifth yellow for putting that ugly thing over favorite. their face, that'd be my new favorite. That'd be my that favorite. That, that would be like hey, here's your play of the week. I would immediately USL. contact <laughs> Las Vegas's com, comms department and ask to to interview him for the USL show the day after. Just be like, why? Why did that you do that? What your decisions there? Did you forget that that was on the bottom of your jersey? Did you forget that you're on yellow? Are you mad that you didn't do it to like hurt somebody? Just, just really. Yeah, just that will be an, an episode all into a, into a, into a yeah, itself. Yeah, so. it would be. Perfect. I don't know. Jersey Gate or something. I'll come up with a better title by the time it happens. 
emoji. An emoji. I like, I like, a, I like, a, I like emoji. Emoji gate. Okay. I yeah. That. That'll work. Nice. All right. Well, thank you very much, Carson. Oh, Rico. Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's get in. Let's get in. And feel free to stay on, Carson, because you can help. Oh, you can for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, getting over to to Reno now. Um, the team we with have the best kids in the There you go. Oh, hold on. It's like, <laughs> let me let me uh, just say it's Nevada. Oh, excuse me. For everybody sorry. on the yeah, it, it, it's Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> Nevada. Forgive, forgive my East Coastiness. On that. yes, no, fair enough. Forgive. Thank you. Well, okay, Evan. Yeah. How do you pronounce my state? How do you pronounce my state? I, I say Oregon. All right, that's fair enough. It's close enough. Great. Good, good, good. Anyway, how do people <laughs> say it. That's not that Oregon. A lot of people say it Oregon. Oregon. And they're it's, wrong. That's fair. Yeah. I'm a it's big Oregon. fan of your guys' trail. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. As long as you don't wow. get uh, dysentery. Right. Dysentery. Okay. Dysentery. Yes, sir. Which happens nine times out of ten. So Reno, yeah, Matt, you uh, you're a part of his porters group out there. Uh, <laughs> would you like to talk about them and maybe a little bit about the team itself? Yes, thank you. Well, I mean, we have players flying all over the place. So where to start? Uh, they had, you know, they had a really good 2017. Uh, you know, broke the record for number of goals at uh, 75. Um, we had a couple award winners. Uh, overall, it was a good season. Um, Coming into the preseason, you know they had a disappointing result against San Jose. Um, you know they were looking; San Jose was looking pretty good, and, but we got a, a result against it. But it was some first team, some trialist, a little bit of uh, Seattle too mixed in there. Uh, but what, one of the big things is our affiliation with San Jose is paying off. Uh, we have some players that have moved up to MLS, uh, you know, Chris Weehan, Jimmy Ockford, Luis Felipe, and, you know, congratulations to those guys. They really deserved it. You know, they worked their asses off this last season. Um, they're going to be slowly missed, but I feel like we're probably going to see them suited up in blue, you know, here and there throughout uh, this uh, 2018 season. Uh, we're also, oh, one big issue is why we missed LaGrasa. Uh, he was kind of our midfield workhorse, box-to-box midfielder, uh, and honestly just the nicest guy off the pitch. And, you know, it's unfortunate he went to Nashville, but, you know, again, you know, congratulations for him. Uh, we're keeping a pretty strong core. Uh, we we got a pretty strong attack that we had from before with uh, Hoppeno, Brown, uh, you know, um, our defensive line got broken down a little bit with Jimmy going to San Jose, but there are some guys that can definitely fill the place and step up. Um, and I don't know, I feel like they got some momentum going coming up into the season, and I think that they might not be as successful as last season, but I think they'll definitely be, you know, top five, top six. So, with all the, the, the kind of the turnover coming around, a lot of players going out, um, players getting promoted to MLS. Um, I know. I know. Last season, a lot, a lot of those goals you guys scored were scored by Dane Kelly and Hoppenot. And they have one of them, like I lost the other one. Dane Kelly went away. Um, how? How did? I mean, you, you kind of said you guys, you're expecting to be top five, top six. Um, so you feel confident that with the turnover, um, with the players out, that you guys are going to be able to continue to see success. 
Um, what kind of players are you guys getting inbound to kind of replace the losses, particularly of Weehan, Felipe, Oxford, and Kelly? Right. Uh, well, first with Kelly, he's not officially gone yet. Uh, there's been crickets about uh, any news on where he's going, about whether he's staying. Uh, and we've, we've asked the front office, and they're not telling us anything. So it, it's kind of up in the air right now. Okay. There, there are rumors that uh, uh, FC Poon City had been talking to him about, like, you know, mid-season last year. So, um, uh, but still no news since August on that, I think. Uh, I think we can get by without him, but it would sure be nice to have him. Uh, as far as the midfield, uh, with LaGrossa being gone, leaving a hole there, uh, Gaia Bend yep. has been picked up. He, I feel like he's going to be good at, at picking up picking up that slack he's going to be the workhorse for the team really just doing all the all the dirty work uh and you know as far as filling in the holes in the uh, the in defense we have uh zach carroll though um he got a bit of a knock against san jose don't know where that is right now i uh, haven't heard any news about that uh and as, uh, other than that the the defense really hasn't been uh shored up yet there's, there hasn't been any any defensive signing since him. Well, if you keep scoring goals, score more than the opponent, right? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> been our philosophy, right? <laughs> well, it worked against LA too, and you guys put put nine past oh, him. That was ridiculous. I forgot that um, oh yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I won't ever forget about that. That was a fun game. <laughs> it, it was it was a lot of fun, but you start feeling bad and like a little dirty after a while. <laughs> no, no, no. Once you hit six, you're like, all right, like this is we're, we'll be all right. Oh, if, it, yeah. well, if you get about six or seven goals, you're like, can someone turn up the difficulty on FIFA mm-hmm. now, please? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit embarrassing. Um, it looks like you guys got Mark Anthony Gonzalez from Swope Park. I think that's right. a pretty good signing. You guys excited about that? Yeah, uh, you know, just another, you know, another addition to the attack. You know, we'll see what he's able if he's able to click with everything with the uh, the system that Ian wants. Uh, I know another exciting pickup though is. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm going to butcher this name, but uh, Jerry Van Avike from Orange County, mm. and I know he was he was one of their strongest uh, attacking pieces. So he'll be very very helpful to have up front. I want to say, I mean, I remember him with Orange County, and I'm trying to say I want to think it was like Ewick, Ewick, Yeah. Okay. I think it's Ewick. I don't know. So. I'm not confident, but I kind of feel I kind of feel like it's Jerry Van Ewick. The good news is you won't be the first person to ask him, I'm sure. So, yeah, no pressure, I'm but, sure. Uh, so, Matt, unfortunately, Pony wanted to be here, but he's a bit hoarse. Hey, uh, thank uh, you, thank you. Uh, he did leave you. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, that's the USL show. We've been brought to you by uh, by Roughneck Scarves. Your home for the US. National team and MLS and USL scarves and uh, we have a Patreon. Soccer loco. Yep, soccer loco. Uh, anyway, uh, no, but he uh, he asked you and uh, and a little bit a little bit of Carson as well, but but mostly Reno. Three questions. So the first one being, um, like you said, you lost three of your your top five goal scorers from your first season in in Zanon Kadic, uh, Garcia, and Rodriguez, who all got minimal to no time in 2017. How do you adjust to losing Kelly and Weehan? Uh, this year and well I mean you, Kelly's not technically gone yet but assuming he's gone you know how do you react to losing both of those guys again 
Uh, it, it's really we're gonna have to find the right guys that can, you know, that a hop no can get on top of, and I, I think hop and uh, and uh, Mfeka, especially I haven't talked about him yet. Uh, I think that those two are gonna be the ones who really shine in the attack this year. Uh, and then the second one, so that was actually comparing Reno to, to RGV 2016. Sorry, he's making, this is why, oh, oh, okay, this is, okay. here, this would be better if I explained his bit a little bit, a little bit better. So he, yeah, he wanted to compare you guys to three teams. So the first one was you guys to RGV in 2016. So, so RGV lost three of their top five scores from their first season, uh, who didn't get any time. And then you guys are, you know, replicating that this year, basically, um, Second one, Reno in 2017, the Sacramento in 2015, right. where both teams lost major core players in the offseason, scores, midfield playmakers, and defenders. Um, with three players named the top teams in Reno, can they keep a consistent point gained per game even if they never get loaned down to uh, back down to you guys like Sacramento? Gotcha, okay. If that um, makes sense. So... I'm par- I'm I'm trying to to make sense of this as I'm reading it. We can learn together. It'll be great. Okay, so comparing them to the 2016 RGV, um, and, you know, uh, RGV did have a bit of a, a slump this year after you know being pretty successful. Uh, honestly, I I can't say too much about 2016 RGV to really make a, a really educated you know analysis of that. But I feel like our our technical staff uh, have, have the ability, and uh, our GM uh, Andy Smith, they have the ability to find the right guys that will fit in with the system and be able to keep those goals consistent and you know be successful throughout the season. Sure. Now, uh, comparing to twenty was it twenty fifteen Sacramento? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that was coming off of a, of a Cup season. So I, I imagine that it, it hurts a lot more having having a sophomore slump after something like that, you know, being your inaugural season, winning the cup. Um, I guess we don't have that pressure to worry about. But uh, I uh, again, I, I I have faith in the front office. I I believe they know what they're doing to build a solid squad. Sure. And then the uh, the third one, and this is one I know a little bit more about is he sees a lot of parallels between your team uh, and, and Cincy of 2016, which he says in parentheses, this is for a friend at Cincy Soccer Talk, if they listen to this, I guess. Uh, did you really think I could talk about a team people are high on without bringing in Cincinnati? Um, both teams clearly thrived in their opening year more than uh, offensively, more than defensively. Um, so how do you guys, you know, you went 1-7-5 and five when failing to score multiple games or uh, multiple goals, including the playoffs, not suffer a a similar kind of sophomore slump. Right. Uh, I feel like a lot of the the stats in that range are kind of skewed towards our first five or six games. I think it was when it was just absolute garbage. Uh, I, I after the fifth game, I thought that it was you know I was prepared for a terrible first season, but I was expecting it because you know it, it was our first year. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm sorry, man. Would you repeat that question? Yeah, I, I got lost you. Track. So, I, I apologize. So you know, 
how do you maybe avoid what Cincinnati didn't last year in that, um, you know, so for, for Cincinnati, they weren't great defensively their, their first year. Um, and then last year it felt like they just kind of threw everything at the problem and kind of backed into the playoffs as opposed to, you know, being gotcha. one of the front runners in the East. So for you guys, you know, and, and I think you lost more offensive players than, than defensive, even though, you know, Oxford is, is a big loss. You know, how do you kind of prevent maybe that same thing where, okay, you look great on paper. And if, if Kelly comes back, obviously that's huge. And, and there's your offensive firepower. Um, you know, but, but how do you prevent maybe falling off defensively specifically? Well, like I mentioned earlier, there was just the, the one extra defensive sign, signing and he is questionable right now. Uh, the, the biggest key is they need to find some strong defenders. Uh, I'm not, uh, we have a few trialists on, uh, there were some unfamiliar faces at, at the, uh, San Jose game when we traveled there. And, uh, it's really just going to come down to, Signing guys who are going to be able to work well together and guys who are just kind of, you know, the blue collared working kind of defenders. Right on. That is it for pony questions. He'll probably DM me tomorrow and be like, here's seven follow ups. But, you know, he can uh, he can go get his. He knows where you are. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we would. We'll, we'll move on it's all good yeah. so yeah 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 i'm sure a lot of these questions it's pony he, re, he he's very very interested in all the other california teams around him california and nevada teams around him um it seems like but fair enough so going into 2018 um i was just bringing up the rankings so i can remember where i actually placed reno where evan placed reno um i put him just outside the playoffs in ninth and Evan placed him in eleventh. Where where do you 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 had said you felt Reno? Hey man, hey hey, six. fellow two team here. I know what's up. I you know. I, yeah, yeah yeah. So <laughs> oh, so you're feeling hybrid, five or six. Hybrid. You're feeling. <laughs> San Jose is a little weird. I don't like San Jose that much. But as I long don't... as you actually get, as long as you're actually getting players from them, that's great. Like talk to Sacramento. I don't think I don't think there's there's a lot of love lost between Sacramento and San Jose. Yeah, um, well, not a whole lot about uh, as far as players go. The biggest payoff has been Ian Russell. You know, it, I feel like we wouldn't have him wouldn't for San Jose, and he's been great. Awesome, awesome. But so where where do you think where do you think uh, 2018 uh, Reno is going to end up in the playoffs? Out of the playoffs? I'd say in the playoffs, uh, they're they're not going to kind of storm the second half of the season like they did last year. I feel like they're going to be a little more consistent and hang out kind of in at around sixth place by the end. See what we did there, Evan? See what we did? He was like, they're going to be fifth or sixth. But at the end of this interview, he's like, no, they'll be sixth. They'll, I feel strongly about sixth. You know, talking about I'm maybe, trying maybe, to be a little conservative with it. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm we're, giving, I'm I don't know what we're insinuating. I will say that my St. Louis at ninth is subject <laughs> to change if they do become the um, two team for Minnesota United. That's, that's fair. That'll so, fair. Uh, Carson, where do you think Reno's going to end up? In the playoffs? Out of the playoffs? I don't know, man. I, I, I lived this life with RUD and so that first year, and I was I was feeling good. I was talking tons of smack, especially with you know San and Antonio guys. I was losing Dan Kelly is a big loss. I mean, he, he was a golden boot, if I'm correct. Um, yep, believe you're correct. Yep. He, 
I understand you can kind of fill that in with, you know, some of those other players like Hop, but um, losing that that big of a score, I'll put them ninth. I think they just missed the playoffs. See, and that, and, and again, like we'll, we'll again we'll clarify, Kelly is not officially gone yet, but allegedly. until allegedly still there. But the thing is, like I, that's exactly what why I had them in ninth. I just feel like. I feel like they they can get there. They're going to be one of the better teams, but they're just going to miss out. And I know how that is because that happened. Like, I think when OC T two and San Antonio were all like fighting for like that one last playoff spot, mm-hmm. and it ended up being like down to the last two minutes of the season yeah. where it ended up working out that way. But I will say, in a I world it- where uh, you know Romario Williams and Corey Burke. And, you know, even a guy like a couple of years ago, Sean Acoli, found homes in MLS relatively early in the offseason. It's very strange that, that uh, Dane Kelly is still in limbo. Yeah, yeah, and he was a, he was one when I covered Charleston for the year. They were related with Houston. When you watch him, you're like, he could probably play in MLS. Like, he's he's a pretty strong dude, really fast. Um, so I was always surprised by that. And then it's it's funny listening back to, you know, a lot of the previews. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, even with, with Kyle Menke, who's a quality guy, gave some strong analysis of San I think sometimes it's easy to brush past losing a big player. Um, with Sebastian Abiaga, when I was listening to their preview, it was mentioned like in passing, like, oh, yeah, he might be back, he might not be. I was like, he was the defender of the year in the USL last year and was a huge reason they were good, but that's just me. I think it might be because I've been scorned by the Toro. I was losing so many players, but um, I think it's kind of natural in the USL and in sports in general to say we lost player A. Okay, we can fill in with player B, C, and D, but you know, sometimes player A was you know damn good and you might not be able to fill in. If, if any of your teams out there need a defender, the Timbers released, waived, I guess, waived Renico Clark, so go pick him up. I mean, the, the kid's not bad. He should at least be doing well in USL. I mean, he, I felt that he had the potential to do something special in MLS, but he didn't have a very good season last season for, like, the five minutes he played. <laughs> and how about another How about another USL uh, alum or veteran appearing at a, uh, down here in Vegas, Sammy Yoke? Ochoa. Freddie, oh, oh, oh! Really, we're booing Samuel Ochoa? We're booing Vegas. I'm booing yeah. Samuel Ochoa because well, yes, <laughs> uh, because he was well. he was once a once a sounder, always a boo. Ah, okay. uh, that's fair. I was like, I was like, okay, fair enough. I'm not sure if I know anything enough about him to boo him, but <laughs> yeah, no, no. Boo, I'm not. I'm, just I'm not booing person. him. I'm a, I'm just booing him his past, booing his past, his past choices. I know he was, he was, I wanted to boo him when he played for Tulsa, even though they sucked the years he was there. Uh, that dude was a monster. He, he always had like that random goal off like three rebounds. He would always just be the guy right in the right spot. So um, maybe Vegas will score this weekend. <laughs> maybe. We shall see. So um, that, I think about wraps it up for RGV and Reno. Unless there's anything else you guys want to, Anything else you guys want to cover? No? All right. Um, so, Carson, tell us where people find you on the Internet. They can find me everywhere. Uh, where they can find me decent on the Internet would be um, Diamond Mode and then Switch and Play Soccer. Um, switch and Play is 
primarily Vegas stuff, also some player profiles, and then, um, as one could imagine, with Dynamo Theory, that's where you will find the tour news as I plugged uh, Francisco Pungo player profile coming tomorrow. Awesome, sounds good. Also, and then, uh, I'm going to put in real quick, sorry, because we yeah. haven't had you on the show since you got engaged, I don't think, so, you know, congratulations. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, no problem. No problem. I, it was like right I after, like my, so I, I felt, I felt yeah, weird about I feel it. Like I'm, my, I'm glad you butted like in. My because my appearances are strong here, but then they're, they're few and far between. I don't know if it's one of those where it's like, you know, a little more, you know, give them small doses, but I mean, I'm just a phone call away. Top shelf Carson Merck is, well, is really what we're going for. There, there you go. Yeah. I didn't know he got engaged, so I want to say congratulations what? and thank and I didn't know. Thank you for thank you for interrupting. I did not know. I'm glad that you that you butted in and put that in there. I, See, congratulations. That's why I call Kevin everyone does. my Kevin, soccer Kevin, friends Kevin at the top of the show because they're actually my friends. Kevin doesn't. Kevin doesn't follow. Kevin doesn't care. Hashtag Kevin me. doesn't care. And I actually just followed you, Evan. I didn't know. I, I know. Didn't follow I know. You. During the show, Do I got I follow you? Carson Merck. Hey, uh, Matt. Well, where, can, on Twitter where can people find you and your ilk as Kev goes to try to add us all on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> uh well i don't twitter very often uh but i'm pretty much anywhere you can find me wrath out loud see what you did there it's a joke about your last yeah. name it's really good yeah right uh, uh so there's been people who are talking about doing a podcast uh you know maybe eventually we can get that going yeah you got a you got a little shout out from a friend of the show harry uh the san antonio supporter and such okay Kevin, and, you know, wow. and i have to i have to ask matt are you going to make the journey down here to the you know nice part of nevada for a match this season Ooh, the okay. nice part Ooh, do you even live there yes i i definitely plan on going down there that's excellent that's excellent news yeah, we're going to you know, head on down there, have a good time, take three points, and travel back. Mm. There you go. I, I, I can't argue with you. I can't, I can't argue with that. Gentlemen, uh, before we leave, i gotta, I got to pay some fictional bills. Guys, if you guys do end up getting a, a podcast for Reno, if you guys do get a podcast for Reno, you know, I think we know where, you can, where, where we can set you up. Yeah, I think we might know a guy. Anyway, uh, let's, we might know we might know a place. We might know a place. Uh, let's let's pay some bills, shall we? Uh, you can find this show and all of the other show-related things you would like on Twitter at the USL Show. Um, you can also find us at theuslshow.com, and then from there on theuslshow.com, you can click a link. There's a couple. One to our friends at Soccer Loco, uh, which is a lovely group of folks, uh, high DK, out in uh, in San Diego, California. Um, and if you're looking for anything in terms of soccer apparel or equipment and things like that, don't worry, you don't have to live in San Diego. Although apparently their their store, their brick and mortar, is really cool. So if you do, go check that out. If you don't, follow that link from our website, and then anything you buy there. Uh, a, gets sent to you, which is nice. But then, B, we get a little cut of that money as well. So definitely check those guys out. Uh, as well as uh, this whole show is sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Uh, they are the official scarf supplier of uh, the U.S. men's and women's national team, the Major League Soccer, United Soccer League, uh, and they also do custom orders and things like that. Basically, if you have a soccer scarf, it's probably an 80-20% chance that it's by Roughneck. And it's it's pretty good. Like the good soccer scarf you have is a roughneck scarf. Also on our website, uh, Patreon, which is really cool. There's like six of you. Thank you so much. I don't have your names in front of me off the top of my head, so I apologize. It'll be in the show notes. Don't worry. You'll be there. 
Um, yeah, but we appreciate you. One dollar gets you a sticker. Five dollars gets you a sticker, and we're gonna eventually record a uh, mystery science theater three thousand esque uh, match commentary, which will be really fun. And then, uh, and then for ten dollars, we get you a sticker. You get access to audio file, and we'll let you come on and host a couple times a year. So uh, you know, for those who are uh, shy to podcast and or want to throw us some money, there you go. And uh, also, we're looking for people to preview uh, the Los Angeles Galaxy 2. So if you know anybody, let us know. I will also say for myself, if you know anyone covering the Ottawa Fury, let me know. Or Toronto FC 2, but I think I might have that one covered. Anyway. Um, I was going to say, I think, can I preview Toronto FC 2 with a simple... Yes, that actually works out great. We're just going to cut that, and that'll be our whole preview. Save, save, save just 30 minutes. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm just going to say bad for about half an hour, and then I'll upload that. Bad, 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 yep. bad. So, Evan, before we go, where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, if you, for whatever reason, I say this every week, but if you, for whatever reason, want to hear more of me and or read more of what I do, which, God love you, I know I need the I need the ego boost. At Valella Visa Victor I L L E L L A B S F C on Twitter. You can also find my writing things at Brotherly Game. It's a sister site of Dynamo Theory. It's the uh, Philadelphia Union Espionation blog. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Everywhere else, I don't like you guys enough to have you on. So, <laughs> Kev, Kev, where can people? I'll be kind. Where can people find you on Twitter? I am at K McCamish PDX. Hmm. You can also follow me at PTK Podcast. Play the Kids podcast is uh, is back for 2018. We'll get those episodes out. You guys ever are really great, by the way. And I have a full run of them. So if you happen to be in the Portland area and you want a Play the Kids sticker, uh, you should come to the Toffee Club on Saturday, February 24th at 7 p.m. Uh, we're going to be there for the PDX FC unveiling of their new badge. Look at that! Look at that! That's that's how you that's how you. Okay, I think they're they're doing a lot of redesigning stuff. Yeah, gonna get some stuff on there. But yeah, so you can find me online. Also, can find me at stumptownfooty.com, the Portland Timbers SB Nation yeah. blog. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, big SB Nation family. Basically. Matt, appreciate you coming on. Uh, send me over your address and we'll get a sticker in the mail for you. Carson, you already have yours. Don't ask for another one. Okay, thanks. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on, Carson. Thanks for being on again, guys. Appreciate it. And, uh, and we'll talk to you all soon. Yes. Yeah. All right, take care. Cool.